Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. The three things we'll look at today are one, what are your responsibilities to your child? Two, which responsibilities would you say is the most important if you had to prioritize them? Or can you even prioritize them? And three, what are the specific things that God instructs you to do? What does he tell you to do specifically? Now, what if I ask you to write down all the ways that you are responsible for taking care of your child? I would venture to say that you'd probably have some things like you're to teach them values, because you know for sure that if you don't teach them your values, they will pick up somebody's values. So you know that you're going to teach them values. You'll teach them what's right and what's wrong. What about money? Yes, you have a responsibility to teach them about money, how to save money, how to spend money, how to budget, how to tithe. And oh, by the way, you have to teach them that they need to make money. And then their manners. It's up to you as their parents to teach them good manners. So if they go to someone's home, they know how to act. And protection. You have a big responsibility to protect your child, to protect them from others and even from themselves so that they will know what dangerous behaviors are. And needless to say, we know that you have to dress your child, feed your child, and educate your child. Those are the things, and I'm sure that there are a lot more, but once again, if I was to ask you to prioritize those, you'd probably have a hard time, but you'd probably start with feeding. (laughs) Just my guess. Now, I agree with Paul David Tripp. He says that the most important thing that a child could ever learn is the existence, the character, and the plan of God. And yes, parents, that is your job. That is your responsibility. You need to teach your child that God exists, that God has character, and that God has a plan for them. And once again, that's your responsibility. Dr. Charles Stanley takes that a step further, and he says that very early in your child's life, you need to introduce them to the fact that God has a plan for them. Now, they are going to learn these things in a number of ways, but when I think in terms of teaching them that they have a plan, that God has a plan for them. It's basically you're letting them know how God has directed you. Now, here's an example that something that happened to me. Dennis and I were living in the uh, Washington, D.C. area. 
and both of us were in the military. The military was ready to to move me because I had been there longer than Dennis. And during this time, they weren't as good about trying to keep married couples together. And I was really taught, I was struggling with whether I should get out or whether I should stay in. And Dennis, of course, was didn't want to say, hey, you need to get out. So we were talking among together, trying to decide. And here I am doing the human thing, trying to wheel and deal with the military to see if they would just leave me because Dennis wasn't due to leave. Anyway, it was really sort of confusing. And I was trying to see what I needed to do. Well, I wasn't doing what I knew I had to do. And what I needed to do was ask God for his guidance. And I can remember just as plain as day, I fell down on my knees. I was at work in my office and I was just struggling. I just didn't know what to do. And I just said, dear Lord, you have got to make this decision for me because I don't know what to do. Well, as it turns out, I got up and the phone rang. And to this day, I cannot tell you who was on that phone. But you know what? I said at that point in time, I said, I'm getting out of the military. And that was such a weight. It was almost like I felt a string pulling the burden off of me. I felt so much more at ease. I knew I had made the right decision. Now, let me back up a little bit. The reason I was struggling was because we were in the Washington, D.C. area. And, you know, that's an expensive place. And I thought, man, our salary is going to be cut in half. And what are we going to do? Well, I had to just say, it's not up to me. God has to tell me. And as I mentioned, once that decision was made, I felt at peace and I've never looked back because I know that I had done the right thing. Now, our kids were little at the time and I'm sure a situation, trying to explain a situation like that to them may have been a little bit difficult for them to understand. But believe me, as they got older, that was something that we would let them know so that they would see that it's important to have God plan out. Now, once again, you have to do things yourself. You can't just say, okay, I'm just going to sit back and wait for God. You need to do it. But the most important point I'm trying to make here is that you can be an example for your child by letting him or her see that you were praying and that you were asking God for guidance. Now, you know the specific thing that I told you that I would tell you that God instructs parents to do? Well, that's found in Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7. God instructs parents to lead their children to know and love God. He says, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands 
that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. In other words, you are to talk about God, the love of the Lord to your children all the time. And that doesn't necessarily mean just verbalizing it all the time. As I mentioned earlier, you're modeling some of these in your behavior. But basically, you should live and breathe God's love to your child so that your child can see that God is real. Now, a lot of that is going to be by reading. And then, of course, there's Sunday school, the summers, there's vacation Bible school. Now, when our children were little, we I purchased this CD. We found out about a CD set that's called GT and the Halo Express. And we played those whenever we were in the car, and they came to know a lot of the stories, and they know verses because it's set in story form and it's in song. In fact, I've also purchased those for each one of our um, four kids for their children, and they play those. And interestingly enough, our three-year-old Jordan, well, time she hops in the car, she says, I want to do learning verses from the Bible, memorizing them one by one. And it's amazing how they will say those verses. Here's a situation that I came in contact with also with our grand, one of our grandkids, Evan. He's three. And he was telling me something that he was afraid of. And I asked him, I said, well, tell me more. So he talked to me and he was describing it in his little three-year-old vocabulary. So I asked him, I said, what song do you know from GT and the Halo Express that you can sing that talks about being afraid? And he said to me, huh, he stopped for a little bit. Then all of a sudden he starts singing Isaiah 41.10. Now I won't sing it, but I will read it to you. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10. Now, it was also a situation like that with Piper. And I mentioned to her, I said, what GT Express song do you know that tells you about this that you're experiencing? And she started singing a song. So doing things like that, role modeling, Bible stories, take them to the bookstore and let them pick out their own books on the Bible. And of course, you want them to have a a Bible of their own so that they can start seeing that God's word is there in that Bible. There's another story about our daughter, Lauren, when she was, I guess she must have been about three and a half, four years old, and she had cut herself. And she came to me and I was trying to stop the bleeding and cleaning it. 
And she looked at that cut in the blood and she says, you know, it's bleeding, right? And I said, well, yeah, it's bleeding. And she says, but you know what, mommy? It's not bleeding as much as what God bled for us. Wow. They do pay attention. One other time, once again, the same with Lauren, we had a hamster. Now, I think I told you before, I'm not really into those furry little pets, but they had a hamster and that hamster died. Now, when they came to me and told me that, I didn't want them to see it, but my reaction was almost like, yes, but I I was good. I didn't do that. But she said to me, you know, it's better that we had, the hamster's name was Dursant Sankant, and said, it's better that we had him than never to have had him at all. So you see, children are paying attention to the way you respond to different things. So remember that and and pay attention. And if they ask you something or if they respond similarly to to something like that, talk to them so that you will be doing what God says, teaching them to love the Lord day in and day out. Now, a the one Proverbs, and you're probably really familiar with Proverbs 22.6, says, teach children the right way, God's way. Direct your children onto the right path. And when they're older, they will not leave it. Now, I know that I've talked to some parents and they tell me, you know, I've done what I'm supposed to do. The child knows God. They were brought up in the church They know scripture, but now it looks like they've gone astray. Well, I'm here to tell you, parents, that sometimes it may seem like they've left, but if the word is in them, if God is in them, if you have led them to the Lord, they will come back because the word does not die. Now, fathers, you must remember that Fathers are involved in discipline also, and they must instruct instruct the children in the way of the Lord, but don't provoke them to anger by the way you treat them. There's a way to do it. And once again, the beauty of all of this is that it is in, in the Bible. There's also another verse or Basically, it's a whole chapter, and it's Proverbs 31. She's known as the Proverbs 31 woman. Now, personally, as I'm reading through that, I always think, man, those are some big shoes to fill. But it goes sort of like this. I'm going to start at the 25th verse to 28. She is clothed with strength and dignity. And she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. That's Proverbs 31, 25 through 28. 
Now, as I mentioned, every time I read that, I think, wow, those are some big shoes to fill. But you know what? It seems impossible to meet the standards that are given in Proverbs 31. But there's a a quote that I love. It says, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. So parents, if God has called you to be a parent, he is going to tell you what you need to do that job the way he wants you to do it. You just have to make yourself available. You need to be willing to find out what he wants you to do and then to do it. Because if you seek him, you'll find him. We can be the parents that he wants us to be. We just need to seek him and follow him. And he always, always keeps his promise. This week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose. Thank you.